it went straight down the middle. And welcome back to Golf Talk Seattle, your local golf show. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. And uh, one guy who I would proudly carry the bag for anytime is my teacher, PGA professional director of instruction at the golf club at Newcastle, Keith Bennett. Uh, one of the great teachers, players, and guys around town. And uh, Keith, it's great to add you to the show mix here. I'm so glad that uh, we're getting to start doing this. You're going to be on regularly with me. And one, I want to just jump right into providing practical advice. And every time I get together with you, that's something that you do um, that I just, and I, I, I hear you coming out of my mouth when I talk to other people a lot. So I figured there is some sage wisdom gleaned from your many, many years in golf, all 27 of them or however old you are. But the other day, I came up to the range at Newcastle, which, by the way, folks, spectacular. And Keith's, you know, it's a great place to go take lessons. We'll tell you how to do that. But you, we were talking because I'd been making a lot of progress this year, and then I had a car accident, and I wasn't able to practice it much, and I sort of regressed a, a little bit. And you said something to me that just jumped out at me, which was, well, first of all, you, you need to have realistic expectations. But the other one was then, if you have limited time, you better be working on your fundamentals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to doing this on a regular basis and uh, helping everybody out there get a little bit better at golf. Um, I think for everybody who has a limited amount of time to practice, you hear it preached in every sport from baseball, football, soccer. Fundamentals are so important because there's something you can come back to. If you're getting off, I always check my fundamentals when my swing feels off. If I'm hitting shots that don't seem right or are way offline, I'll come back to my fundamentals. I'll come back to aim. I'll come back to alignment with my feet on the ground. I'll come back to ball positioning. And I'll come back to some checkpoints that I have in my swing and generally that seems to fix a lot of issues. And unfortunately for the average golfer, I don't think they have a set of checklists or fundamentals to come back to. And unfortunately that leads down this road of searching for things that probably aren't even there or really don't need to be touched upon. And you kind of get on this downward spiral and frustration sets in. But if you have a nice little set of lists of, of point you can come back to, it really does make getting back to kind of ground zero a little easier. One of the amazing things, every time I get together with you, we look at AIM. And when I started working with you this year, we identified very quickly, you identified, I didn't know squat, that I aim way right. And my, my you know, I may have the club face closed, but my feet are pointed way right, my shoulders and everything. And I noticed that I that had crept back in. And, and it's amazing what a difference just simply being aligned properly. And yet, so how hard it is unless I actually put the two little fiberglass sticks on the ground. And, and I don't do that enough. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And, I, and the same thing happens to me, too, if I don't check it periodically. Um, and as golfers, we all like to aim our shoulders at the target. Um, but the problem with that is the club face is a good two and a half you know, almost three feet with the driver out in front of us on a completely different line. So if our shoulders are aimed at the target, that club face is actually 30, 40 yards right when you're looking down range. And for a lot of people who don't address that right away, that actually, in my mind, leads to a lot of those kind of over-the-top slicing moves right out of the gate. Um, so if your understanding of alignment, how to aim the club face first, then set your body to the club face, 
that makes a world of difference just in how we perceive the target to be out in space. And then that translates into how I feel like I want to swing the target to the club. You know, if you were to fire a sniper rifle or any sort of thing where you're, you're, you're shooting something at a target, you would aim the instrument that you're using first, and then you'd set yourself to that instrument. And it's the same thing with golf, but not enough emphasis is placed on that from an early onset of learning the game. You know, it's funny. I was playing with my wife the other day. I'm going to throw her under the bus because she doesn't listen. And, you know, so what, what do I care? Uh, <laughs> and this will be the one time that she listens. Uh, but I noticed that she was aiming so far right and almost looking at the target over her left shoulder, like it was almost behind her. And, of course, you know, the dutiful husband, I want to fix it. And her response was, screw you. And, and so she's not going to listen to that. But it is amazing how how different what we think we're doing versus what we actually are doing. Cause when I work with you on that, it feels to me like I'm looking way off to the right when we're in the right position. Yeah, correct. I mean, I play with, I play in pro-ams with amateur golfers and just out playing golf courses. I'll get paired up with uh, some just people on the first tee and they'll be aimed into the right tree line with a driver. Um, and then the problem with that is also, it leads to a bunch of different things, but I see people hitting straight shots into that right tree line and they perceive that as a big block to the right and so what they do is they don't fix their aim but they try to swing the club more left unfortunately if you don't know how the club and the golf ball interact that left swing only produces more of the uh, of the slice that you're trying to get rid of so it's that opposites thing and then when i aim people correctly the target looks like it's about 100 yards right of what they're used to and they're all they get all freaked out at first I tell them you have to stick with this for at least a month, get used to this, and you're going to hit some shots way left now because you're used to swinging the club so left to get it onto target with your old set of aiming. Um, but if you just get used to it, you'll actually understand that the club starts to drop a little bit more behind you and you'll produce more of an in-to-out path, which is going to get that draw or straight shot that everybody's looking for. Um, but the aiming thing to me is amazing just how little – like I said, how little importance is placed on even from, you know, a lot of golf instruction that I see on the internet. I don't hear anybody talking about aim. And to me, that's like one of the most crucial things that I talk to people about. We're talking to Keith Bennett, Keith Bennett golf, uh, Keith Bennett golf.com is the website. And, uh, you can also find him on Instagram, Keith Bennett golf and every day, just gems, pure pearls, of wisdom. Uh, actually, I'm being, it's one of the rare times I'm being serious, Keith. I'm not being facetious, facetious, even though I always sound like I'm full of it. Um, another one you mentioned, so we, we have, you know, th those fundamentals. Aim. Uh, you said something about ball position there. What about ball position? For most people, ball position right in the middle of the feet with irons all the way to three wood and maybe just move it a hair forward with driver. Um, but to me, a lot of people get confused with this model and you hear Jack Nicholas talk about it a lot in the old days, you know, you got to move the ball position with every club. And unless you're practicing that daily, it's hard to remember that. And it's hard to also go, okay, where does this one go in my stance? This driver needs to be here. This iron needs to be here. And to me, that just gets complicated, convoluted and confuses a lot of people what we're trying to do is we're trying to make a circular motion, a pendulum like motion with every club in the bag. And that pendulum, that circle only has one point in which 
it contacts the ground and that's directly beneath you right in between your that point right between your your armpits and if we position that golf ball right there our only job is to keep that point between our shoulder blades and armpits fixed as we swing the club around us and if we do a good job of that that club face will return to the golf ball squarely on a more consistent basis as opposed to trying to move the ball all around in your stance then you have to do different things with where that club's going to dig into the ground and the contact. And in, like I said, unless you're practicing this a ton and you can work on it over and over, it's a lot easier if you just have sort of one set ball position. And for me, I found that to be extremely effective with a lot of people. I noticed that, especially with the short game, uh, you and I working on the short game and we did a lesson last week. It was amazing. The shots I was hitting afterwards and I hate to say simplifying, but it is simplifying it. We took the hands out of it, so now I don't have to time up all this flippy wrist stuff to try and hit a lot. And, and it wasn't about put the ball way back, way forward, start moving it all over the place, because we just adjusted the length of the swing and the loft of the club. So whether it's a 60-degree, 56, 50 pitching wedge, that's where we started to play with that not, I'm going to put it way forward in my stance, and now I'm going to chunk the crap out of it. Um so I, I, I was surprised how much, because we read that also with the short game stuff too, and it was one ball position, change the club. Exactly. You know, 99.9% of golfers who come for a lesson, they want consistency, more consistency. And a lot of people, when we go to the putting green, they make a nice putting motion because it's a small stroke. They just go back and through with their shoulders. There's not a whole lot of wrist flipping around and slapping at the golf ball. And if we can just turn that putting motion and make it a little bit longer with each club, it's amazing how much more consistent people get at striking that golf ball purely and how they can actually learn to use the lofts effectively. And they can get really good at hitting a spot on the green consistently from places all around the green. And so if we just take that putting motion and we make it a little bit bigger, now all we're doing is we're messing around with the lofts of the club and the length of the swing and that's going to give you a variety of shots to use around the greens. You know, when we got together, you could sit there and basically hit a nine iron from just off the green and just nudge it onto the green and make this really tiny little this putting stroke motion. But you were getting them all right next to the hole. And then we backed up a little bit. We changed clubs. You just made that swing a little bit longer. We didn't mess around with weight distribution, ball positioning. And you were able to, again, consistently hit your spot on the green. And so... What I try to do is just simplify everything for, for people that come for lessons because a lot of times we just have these, these notions that we need to do different things with different clubs, and it's really not that way at all. All right, uh, Keith Bennett, Keith Bennett Golf. Lastly, any other, so we've got a few minutes, to, you know, a few minutes a week to practice, or let's say we got one chance a week. We talked about making sure we align. Those sticks are the best investment I've ever made for t- I mean, I'll spend three, you know, five hundred bucks on a driver repeatedly. Three bucks. Well, buy the buy the damn sticks, people. Um, we talked about ball position. Any other of those basic checkpoints, uh, you know, for that one time a week we practice, no matter what we're working on there. Yeah, I would say that the best thing you could do, like you just said, is get yourself three to four alignment sticks, and you can just go down to Home Depot, get them. They're $1.89. They're called driveway markers, and I use them for all my lessons. They're fantastic. You can pretty much work on anything you can think of with a set of four of those things. Um, I would, if you just had some time, I would hit some wedges. I would hit a lot of wedges, a lot of short shots, a lot of small shots, just working on a nice pendulum rhythm motion with good alignment, good aim, good ball contact, 
um, and making sure that you're just getting used to where that target is actually out in space, out in front of you. When people, I see a lot of people practicing on the range and they never look up to their targets. They scrape a ball into place and they hit it. They kind of look up. If it wasn't perfect, they scrape another one. They don't really pay attention to it. But if we don't have somewhere that we're swinging at, if we don't have a, a place in mind, a direction in which that we're trying to swing that golf club, um, we're not going to get the best results that we're capable of. So I would honestly just focus on alignment, making some short swings, and then I would head to the putting green and I would work on speed control. I really would. I would work on putting from 30 to 35 feet, seeing if you can make a nice little scatter plot around that hole of about two and a half feet wide, short, left, right, and long. Um, you know, the average proximity on the PGA tour that they hit it from all distances is about 33 to 35 feet. So you figure the average golfer is going to be starting around that point too. So we might as well get put good at putting from that distance. Um, cause three putting is rampant in the, uh, amateur golf game. So those are just a few things that I would, I would probably, if you just had a half hour to 45 minutes after work, I'd say that'd be the best place to start. Well, and I can tell you from the, our experiences way more, productive and efficient than just raking beating balls for hours exactly it's not a good use of your time um, unless you have something to work on that you're specifically trying to do in your swing and you have checkpoints that you're looking for and you have an instructor that's giving you those points and and you can come back to them that's really i think the best use of the range is when you have something set up where you're getting good feedback from alignment sticks or whatever aid that you're using or really observing your ball flight scraping balls and, and hitting a, a large bucket people feel like they've accomplished something because they've hit a large bucket but if you look back they probably went through 10 to 15 different little swing thoughts in that session and they're just going to come back the next day and they're going to try 10 to 15 more swing thoughts in the next session so lock down something that you believe in that that you know how that produces the ball flight you want and, and practice that on the range but if you just have a small amount of time, uh, the putting green and chipping around the greens is going to serve everybody. Keith Bennett, Keith Bennett Golf. He's the director of instruction up at Newcastle, the golf club at Newcastle. I strongly encourage you to make the drive over. He finally browbeat me into doing it last week. It was so worth it. Beautiful views, great grass range, lots of different traps and, and, and practice greens and all of that. And um, also check them out on Instagram, uh, because lots of valuable stuff. And what's really cool. You can even do lessons through the Skillist app where Keith will, you, you work with a lot of people online via an app. So they don't ever have to actually see you in person. You got people all over the country, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, this PGA professional from Australia, uh, Baden, he put together this app and it's, a wonderful platform because you know i work with with golfers from india from mexico from chicago from from florida um and it's a great way to connect with people but it's actually a really effective platform um sending two to three videos to me i can analyze it with the software on the app i'll film my own instructional videos for you to really break down exactly what I want you to practice on for the next week or two um, with super specific detail. I'll send those off to you. We can have a communication through the, th the comment thread on the bottom. Um, and I've had a, a lot of really good success and a lot of effective changes made with, with golfers uh, on the online platform. And I only think that that way of teaching is going to continue to grow. Um, and I'm just, you know, happy to help anybody I can. Right on. Keith Bennett, Keith Bennett Golf. 
KeithBennettGolf.com, Golf Club at Newcastle, Keith Bennett Golf on Instagram. Keith, thanks. Next week, I want to talk about how you help me shave four to five strokes around without changing a damn thing. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. I'll uh, see you next time. You're listening to Golf Talk Seattle with Josh Kearns on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR.